0: Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of College News Fit to Digest. Every week, we pick a few news items relating to U.S. colleges and discuss it with our own Shweta Bhagade, college counselor. Alma Matters curates the news daily relating to U.S. colleges and makes it available on almamatters.io slash coronavirus. We pick a few news items from that curated list and discuss it every week here in these podcasts. Now, without further ado, on with the podcast. Hey, Sweda.
1: Hello, Venkat. How are you today?
0: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, last News podcast for the year, so certainly gone by really fast. Definitely. Uh, (laughs) So um, I think there are three topics for the end of the year here. Um, I think the first one that is sort of interesting is um, what are the pros and cons of going in as an undeclared major while applying? For your undergraduate program, um, seems to be some discussion about it. Any thoughts and points of view?
1: Um, yeah, I, I, I have two. I'm, I'm on both sides of this um, undeclared major. Mm-hmm. I, I wish all students could do undeclared major mm-hmm. and do that, have that chance of exploration to figure out which direction they really want to take the start of their, you know, basically career the or the continuation of their education mm-hmm. um, and which direction they'd like to go to high school just doesn't allow enough of that. So uh, yeah. to be able to do that in college and of course, college has the spectrum of classes. Right. So it really allows students to do exploration, which I love. Um, the unfortunate thing is a lot of majors especially real a lot of stem based majors doesn't allow that exploration mm-hmm. because there's so much coursework that's demanded of the majors you know i think i'm my undergrad is in materials engineering and mm-hmm. i think i can count on one hand the non required or the sorry the required classes that were not engineering class uh, mm-hmm. almost everything else was required of engineering even the writing classes were geared towards engineering like writing labs and this mm-hmm. is and things like that so um it really it's really major dependent and then also it's also college dependent some colleges if you're major they If you pick a major, you start right into it. Mm -hmm. It may not be, you know, a full load, but it's probably one or two classes. And if you wait to decide, you may end up being behind in trying to graduate in four years. Sure. So there's a lot of little layers of that. Um, It's really kind of important for any student. I mean, it goes back to researching the school and kind of understanding what your options are and if you're unsure about your major understand what your options are to change your major as well Uh, that's not addressed in this article but that's something to consider as well because if you go in undeclared and then you decide you want to do engineering and you find out that's not possible or the expectations of the transfer into the program is incredibly competitive so That's one factor or the factor to switch from major to major is another factor. Mm -hmm. So If you're applies business major and you realize you rather do biology again, how does that work? Right. You know, will that allow you to graduate on time without needing to go an extra semester or a year for the degree? So there's a lot of different things. It always comes back to research. Right.
0: Yeah, it sounds like um, I mean, in general, uh, liberal arts uh, provides more flexibility and a better um, avenue for exploration for students, and you know, which which probably is the reason why a lot of liberal arts grads um, have a much broader sort of experience in their undergrad, and whereas you know, you're right, engineering is. Sort of like a horse with blinders on. You know, it's yeah, uh, it's it's a very limited um, sort of in terms of diverse topics. So, fair enough. I mean, I, I think I think there you know there are all kinds of reasons for that, but um, certainly um, uh, one of the things I have discovered in doing a lot of podcasts over the last six eight months with students, um, it's the it's amazing how many students that I've talked to have gone in undeclared. Um, obviously they didn't end up um, in any kind of STEM field uh, except for a couple. Um, but the, you know, but they seem to have had a truly enriching experience in college, um, both in terms of academics as well as their summers and things of that kind. so that's certainly an interesting point. And then this is also the, you know, a bunch of students think or through whatever pressure, parental, societal, they wanted to be in pre-med and, you know, that's another highly competitive sort of um, um, program, I guess. And and then the ones who don't like it um, or don't think that's for them, um, if they can make that bold sort of decision and move on, move to something else, that works too so yeah it's it's a challenge i mean
1: no it's definitely a challenge and just it's a little bit off topic but still kind of related is you know you mentioned the pre-med as a lot of medical schools are looking giving equal chances to students who have a liberal arts degree mm-hmm. um i i met a doctor last year her undergraduate is east asian studies Hmm. And she is a, um, you know, she's a doctor. And so, of course, I asked her about her journey. And it just goes to show you that the degree is important, but it's not as vital as some of the experiences that are tied with that degree that you got from getting that degree. And I've read many articles. A lot of the medical medical schools are wanting more liberal art students to apply. They don't want necessar- necessarily anyone who's strictly focused on biology or neuroscience or some pre-med track. Right, so They're right. looking for that spectrum of students. So it's, it, again, it's kind of like goes back to the pros and cons of the undeclared degree. So the nice thing about this country, there's lots of options for everybody.
0: The Next topic, I thought, uh, is, you know, in this year when everyone keeps talking about international students, uh, enrollment dropping off uh, significantly. um, There was a list of countries that send the most students to our uh, college programs. So um, do you want to kind of quickly just review that?
1: Uh, Yeah, so if anyone is taking an educated guess, the the obvious number one choice is, or the number one country is China, and then a little bit further behind, but it is number two, is India, and the third one is South Korea. If you look at the list, it is mainly Asian countries Uh outside of uh, Canada, Brazil, and Mexico, and I find this list interesting because... um, in the top 10, I thought there might be one or two European countries. So this is interesting um, piece of data as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. And there is an anticipation because of our current um, election results that international student applications will go up significantly this year and hopefully consequently enrollment. So Let's see how that plays out. But these countries, you know, if I just rattle the list very quickly, China, India, South Korea, Saudi Arabia, Canada, which makes sense, Vietnam, Taiwan, Japan, Brazil, and then number 10 is Mexico. Um, I actually thought Mexico would be higher on the list because it is a neighbor. Yeah. Um, Also interesting as well. But yeah, this is, the, the European piece was interesting to me, and the not surprising China and India were the top.
0: Yeah, I think, I think if you look internationally um, just to your point about Europe versus Asia, I think in, in this sort of time period being the last few decades and probably for the next couple, um, Asia is um, probably the most quote unquote interested, uh, you know, Asian families in education and higher education. And Very and you know there is a strong belief that education is the ticket to a better life, and uh, college education that is. And so, and they and money is no object. If they have any money, they are willing to spend it. Even if they don't, they are willing to spend it. And um, it is it is amazingly um, you know just looking at some of these countries and looking at their approach. So it's no surprise. It's no surprise. And they're in and also looking at sort of the Countries, um, the uh, the country's education system or the education uh, quality, um, is also sort of determinant in terms of you know the families that can afford do want their uh, children to um, explore study abroad or so. Anyway, I mean that's uh, that's good, and I think uh, that has only grown in the last two decades. So it's it's maybe uh, a minor blip right now.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah the last um topic is at least i found this quite counterintuitive um that you know i saw a thing that said that dartmouth had the largest pool of early applicants i read somewhere else about howard in a similar kind of situation and it just seemed to me with so much talk about low enrollment and colleges being in sort of really bad shape because of the pandemic, the response from families and students and applicants has been very, very surprising.
1: Yeah. This article is uh, Dartmouth, you know, states that they have a 29% increase of applicants in their early decision pool, which is incredible. And one of the things that's really interesting about this article is because of the larger pool, they feel like in this early decision class that they're able to have a little bit more of the diversity that they're Mm -hmm. looking for, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, underrepresented population and low income families, things like that. So I, I find that very promising because that's one of the complaints about schools that are ultra selective, like schools Mm -hmm. similar to Dartmouth is that they're really not drawing, they're not bringing the attention to the students who could really thrive there, um, just because they just not able to kind of do the outreach, but with everything virtual, and the university is doing such a great job of like, trying to get as much information online as possible with virtual tours and webinars and um, YouTube videos and things like that, that are making the schools much more accessible. Um, and just to give you an idea of how insane the numbers are from last year, from 2019 to 2020, mm-hmm. um, there's a chart that is shared by an independent education consultant associate member that she's put together all these different art, different data pieces. And like MIT in their early action,
0: 82
1: mm-hmm. percent Wow. Harvard in their restricted early action, fifty-seven percent, and <laughs> these are numbers that are absolutely insane. I would have expected something more like what Northeastern and Nord- Notre Dame, and they're the lower ones, the five-six percent mm-hmm. increase. I would have expected that, but these n- numbers up here are astronomical. Um, it's you know they're they're relating it to the test optional piece. They're relating some of it to the fact that Princeton eliminated their early action program, only doing regular decision. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those students are now applying to other places, um, again, and then the outreach piece to be able to really go after students who may not take uh, you know, applying to, you know, Yale seriously.
0: Sure, sure. Um... It's been a great year. I know it is, and uh, I wonder wonder if there's something more afoot. The you know the thinking. So yeah, we'll we'll learn more. But um, yeah, it's been an interesting year to say it mildly or put it mildly. Um, but uh, thank you so much for uh, sticking with this all through the year, and uh, it's been a pleasure every week to do, do this. And I. Hope you have a great holiday and a happy new year. And we'll catch up again in January.
1: Definitely. Thank you so much. It has been a lot of fun doing this. And I'm definitely looking forward to some holiday time. <laughs>
0: yeah. I okay. hope
1: you have a wonderful holiday as well. Be safe.
0: Thank you. You too. And I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Yep. Bye. Hi again. Hope you enjoyed this conversation with Sveta Bagade on this week's College News Fit to Digest. Stay connected with us by subscribing to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify or visit anchor.fm forward slash Alma Matters. These podcasts are brought to you by almamatters.io. Till we meet again, take care and be safe. Thank you.